Welcome to Oakton Online and welcome to Oakton Outside. Uh, we're glad you joined us again this week. It's our second week of broadcasting and we appreciate you joining us. I uh, wanted to tell you last week, Oakton Online uh, services exceeded 1,000 views. Uh, we had people join us for Oakton Outside and I believe there's 50 there. And we're still uh, getting numbers together on the Oakton uh, Live Spanish uh, today, uh, we'll have this service that, that we're doing now, and then at 11 o'clock, we're going to be doing a Spanish service if you would like to draw, join us for Oakton On Live at, at 11 o'clock. Um, today, if you would uh, help us out by, we try to, to get a, a head count of how many people are watching, so if you could just write your name in the comment section and how many people are watching with you. Uh, the other thing you could do today is I'm getting ready to do it now is go to your Facebook live and, and just do a watch party. And, and I'm going to come on live with a watch party here in just a second. Uh, in the comment sections, you can put your prayer request, your scripture support, and maybe short testimonies throughout the service. Uh, today, I wanted to thank Amy Garfield for the countless hours that she's put in this week to to take us to a higher level of video quality. Um, there, you may hear a little bit of sound noise in it today, and we apologize for that, but uh, we're trying to get parts, and as you know, most parts are 20 years out. Uh, so anyway, bear with us. We're doing the best we can today. also wanted to, to thank uh, Nick Coble and Trent Roby for their guidance throughout the week. Uh, Oakton outside, you guys out there today, let me hear your horn honks. Do I hear Oakton outside? There we go. And so we've got Oakton outside raring to go. Uh, today I want to go to prayer here before we get started. And, and I want to remind us that God is in control and that God has this under his feet. And uh, today, uh, yesterday actually, I went out walking and I was praying and, and just seeking the Lord and I looked down, and this little copperhead about that long comes towards me in pretty good pace. And I just responded, and I just smashed him and squashed him immediately. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Kent, this coronavirus is under my feet. Uh, all this stuff is under my feet, and we need to let the people know that I've got this. God's in control. Satan's under our feet. The coronavirus is under our feet. So let's go to the Lord today and just worship him. So, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we just invite you in today and, and ask that you move mightily across Oakton and Oakton body and the, and the viewers that are joining us today, those that are outside. And, Lord, we just ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask for an extra portion of your peace and just your guidance and your wisdom during this time. And, Lord, again, we come against this sickness and disease that trying to ravage our nation, and we speak to it that Satan, coronavirus, you're under our feet, and you have no control. We plead the blood over this country and over this nation and over this area in Jesus' name. And, Father, again, be with our president and, and, and the cabinet and all the leaders throughout the world. Clear down to our local leadership. And, Father, just anoint them and guide them and direct them in all things. But, Father, most of all, Father, today let us remember how much you love us, how much you care for us, and, Father, how you are in control. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want you guys to greet your neighbors today online. 
You can do that by commenting to the people you see and just, let's just tell them how much you love each other today. Greet your neighbor. I got too many buttons to turn on, but amen, isn't that a great worship we had today? Lately, uh, we've been talking about uh, ways to be Christ-centered and to, you know, draw in closer to Jesus during this time and to take in all the extra time that we have to just seek him more than ever before. And, and I've personally been doing that and experiencing Christ at a new level. And I hope that you all are joining us in that, that, that you're sacrificing, for lack of words, more time to be in prayer, uh, more time to reading your word, uh, more time to sitting around your house and just praying with your children and reading the scripture, and, and just taking this opportunity to draw closer to the Lord. My prayer is when... Uh, uh, this is over, that we're closer to God more than we ever have been, but most importantly, that we continue on in the revival and experiencing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and, and just that relationship. Uh, today, I wanted to call the sermon Christ-centered, and, and the Holy Spirit woke me up, I don't know, it was Wednesday or something, and, and, and just showed me that how that that it actually showed me a grease board of uh, the basketball grease board that I used to use when I coached and helped coach Joshua's basketball team. And in the center of the court, there's a circle. And, and Christ said he needs to be in that center. And everything else is outside that circle. In other words, he needs to be number one. And so I prayed for scripture and how that we could be more Christ-centered. And the Lord put on my heart, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. And that's again, 2 Corinthians uh, 6, 14 through 18. And while you guys are heading there, uh, I'm going to be reading out of the, the Passion Translation on this scripture today. And then most other scriptures I'll be quoting out of the ESV. But the word says again in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18, don't continue to team up with unbelievers in mismatched alliances. Uh, some of your Bibles, ESV, King James, will say, don't be yoked together with the unbeliever. For what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who could mingle light with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What friendship does God's temple have with demons? For indeed, we are the temple of the living God. Just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. For this reason, come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. Touch nothing that is unclean and I will embrace you. I'll be a true father to you and you'll be my beloved sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. Did you guys catch that today? That the reason we do this is because Christ wants to make his home in us. God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants all of us today. And so today as we press into the Lord 
Uh, I've got some thoughts I want to share with you, but I want to remind you that at any time throughout the service that you have a prayer request to, to again, write it in the comment section. All prayer requests last week I wrote down that were in the comment section, and I shared them with my pastors, and we've been praying for you this week. Also, I wanted to remind you that, that if you call 682 2042, we have pastors available now to pray with you and to just stand with you in whatever you're going through, or, and just maybe even to pray that you get closer to God. But that's 417 682 2042. But one of the points the Lord put on my heart is we're going to great lengths to protect ourselves from the coronavirus. But there's a lot of other sicknesses out there that kills millions of people each year. For example, abortion. According to the WHO uh, uh, organization, every year there is an estimated 40 to 50 million abortions across the world. This is approximately 125,000 abortions per day. Abortion is just a result, I believe, of the sickness that's going around this world. Uh, the leading cause of death, I believe, and the cause of all these things across the world is sin, or as I'm going to call it today, the sin virus. The sad thing is people who die from the sin virus, they spend eternity in hell. As of yesterday, just over 14 million people had died this year. And I'm getting that from the world odometer meter, but it's uh, actually I'm watching it right now. And, and anyway, it tells you all these statistics that are going on. And, and then I look at the death section right now. There's just a death, a death, a death, a death. Lots of people die every day and they have the sin virus. The sin virus is, is responsible for death. It's responsible for abortion. It's responsible for the coronavirus. It's responsible for HIV, for Ebola, for the hunger around the world, for the war, for the Jonesboro, Arkansas tornado, the, the sin virus is a result of that because we were in perfect relationship with God until we sinned and allowed the sin virus to come alive in this world. And you can read about that in Genesis. But the na even natural causes of uh, uh, death is a result of the sin virus. Anything that takes life is a result of the sin virus. Jesus' own words were the thief, Satan, sin, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, John 10, 10. Without the cure, Jesus Christ, everyone will die from the sin virus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. That's why we need Jesus today. You know, there's no way of telling how many of this 14 million as I look at my results here and it keeps growing and growing and growing, but, but there's no way to tell how many of these people are going to spend eternity in heaven or how many people are going to be spending eternity in hell. You know, that's between God and them. But in 2015, the Pew Research uh, wrote an article about religious groups. And in that article, it said 31.2% were Christian. One that really surprised me is that 0.02 were Jewish. So a very small fraction of the world believes in God and, 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 and a little, and 31.2% believe in Jesus Christ. So what that statistic told me that around 68.8 of the world 
percent of the world do not believe in Jesus and will die because of the sin virus. Again, we don't know how many of this 14,236,151, 54, 55, 56, as we look at this counter, we don't know how many are going to heaven or going to hell. How many have the cure for the sin virus? Jesus Christ. But I think it's something that we need to be aware of today. So what links will we go to to protect ourselves from the sin virus Again, we have gone to great lengths to protect ourselves from the coronavirus. We have declared war on the virus. President Trump said, we are at war with an unseen enemy and it can kill you. Take it seriously. They have determined that many people are carriers of the virus and don't even know it. And at this time, there's no vaccine. The recommendations out there are that we separate ourselves through isolation to protect ourselves from this attack. We can no longer go to ball games. We no longer go to our favorite restaurants. We no longer see our favorite pastor. Here I am, right? No comments that are bad. But they've asked us to isolate ourselves. They've asked us not to partner with anyone who has the virus. If our spouse has the virus, we can't partner with them. I've heard, heard stories of how wives or husbands couldn't get in to see their sick spouse before they passed away. They've asked us not to partner with those in finance or our children or friends or family, our job or schools, work, etc. They've asked us not to partner with them at this time. As I was writing this yesterday, President Trump considered quarantining off New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, as the pandemic shows to sign no signs of slowing down. And we know last night that he did Uh, put this quarantine in effect. So what great lengths will we go to? What extremes will we go to 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 protect ourselves from the sin virus? The coronavirus is just temporary. It's just a result of sin. But what will we do to protect ourselves from the sin virus? I think we do a lot of the same things that's recommended to us on the other. We, We realize we are at war with an unseen enemy. The devil, the scripture says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, 1 Peter 5 and 8. We need to realize we are all carriers of the sin virus. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23 tells us. Unlike the coronavirus, the sin virus will kill us physically and spiritually. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. We need to realize that death is really eternity without God. You know, a Christian can die with a coronavirus and still go to heaven. But the believer that dies, or the unbeliever that dies with a sin virus will not be able to go to heaven. We need to realize, again, that death is eternity without God. Those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out of the, from the presence of the Lord, Second Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9 says. The exciting thing is there is a cure, a vaccine for this sin virus, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ says, come out, come out from among them and be you separate. And the scripture reading we had today in Second Corinthians six seventeen, Jesus Christ reestablished God's relationship with people. God demonstrated his love for you, for us, 
that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5 and 8. You know, Jesus was in heaven with God. He saw us. He saw the need. His love for us was overwhelming. And God in him desired that all men would be saved and come into a relationship with him. So Jesus came after us. He was born as a baby. And we all know the Christmas story. We also know the Easter story, the resurrection Sunday that's coming up, that Christ, he died for us. He, he rose from the dead to forgive us and, 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 and take on our sins. So the word said Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 6. He is the only way to God. And, and he loves us and he came after us to make that way possible. Again, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, John 14, 6. You know, I can share your scriptures in Acts 4, 12, and it says, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among you by which we must be saved. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 5 says. So it's obvious that Christ came for us because he cared for us. And all we have to do, Romans 5, 10, 9 and 10 says, is to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and we will be saved. Verse 10 says, for with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Again, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Have you received Jesus? Have you received the sin virus vaccine? Jesus is all that will save us. If you have not received Jesus today, I would challenge you. And if you've been moved today to write in the comment section, I've chose Christ today. Or to call 417-682-2042 and allow somebody to pray with you. Let's get a hold of this sin virus and kill it in Jesus' name. Jesus himself in, in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, All you weary, carrying heavy burdens, then you come to me. I will refresh your life, for I'm your oasis. Man, do we need an oasis today? Simply join your life with me, Jesus. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, that I'm humble, that I'm easy to please. You'll find, find refreshment and rest in me. For all I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Again, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. We need Jesus today. I need Jesus today. God, or Jesus fulfilled that promise that was wrote in 2 Corinthians six sixteen. I will make my home in them and they will walk among me and with me. Jesus has reestablished that relationship with God. The other thing that he did for us is there is a cure for the coronavirus. And Jesus is that vaccine. Jesus protects us, heals us from all sickness and disease. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he wounded, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes... We are healed. Do you believe that today? Do you believe Jesus Christ can heal our bodies? We ought to. He created us. He made us. He knows us better than anybody else. 
Another thought I wanted to share today is that after salvation, the Bible tells us to continually separate ourselves from sin and sinners. The word said, don't team up. In other words, or the King James says, be yoked with the sinner or unbeliever. Yoke is a deal you put around your neck. And it was used back in the old days that, that they would use uh, animals to pull the wagons. And so they'd put a yoke on each animal. And you did not put a cow with a horse because they were unevenly yoked. They couldn't run the same speed. They didn't walk the same way. And it made for a miserable ride. It was better to have one instead of two. And that's what Jesus is saying to us today that we need to separate ourselves from the sin and the sinners. Don't be yoked with the unbelievers. John three thirty six says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Who, whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains in him. And what Jesus is telling us there, that we don't want to continue in sin. We don't want to be a part of sin. We have a way out of sin. A forgiver, but not only a forgiver, but a deliverer of sin. So Paul teaches us spiritual isolation from the sin virus. In Romans 6, 1 through 3, he says, So we can, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer to it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ, Jesus were baptized into his death? So we shouldn't be yoked with sin, Paul's saying. We shouldn't be yoked with the unbeliever. We should want nothing to do with the sin virus any longer because we're celebrating Christ setting us free. We should come out from among them and be separate. And we shouldn't team up with the unbelievers. Paul goes on to say after receiving Jesus, why would you want to live in sin? And that's always puzzled me. I don't want the old life that I used to have. But Paul said in verse 14, what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? You can't mingle light and darkness. It won't work. There can't be harmony between Christ and Satan. It won't work. There can't be friendship between God and demons. It won't work. We need to remember that the sin virus tries to kill, steal, and destroy. And we no longer want to be a part of that today. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking of those that are in health care you know, when I worked at Freeman, they gave us vaccines to protect us from hepatitis, the flu, etc. cetera. Uh, but we still respected and took precautions when we put ourselves around these sicknesses and diseases. We put ourselves, uh, we covered ourselves with gowns and gloves and face masks and goggles and whatever protection that we needed to wear. And we need to protect ourselves from the sin virus and sin. While we're there today, let's give a shout out to those that are first responders today, those that are putting themselves in harm way, those that are helping those that are sick, the police officers, the first responders, the firemen, the nurses, the doctors. In the comment section, and write down a name of people that you know that are on the, on, the, on the line fighting today so that we can be in prayer for them. But today, as a believers, we too must protect ourselves. We must separate ourselves from unhealthy relationship with unbelievers. A lot of you today may say, well, Jesus hung out with sinners. Jesus ate with sinners. That's correct. But Jesus didn't sin with sinners. Jesus didn't do drugs with sinners. Jesus didn't get drunk with sinners. 
Jesus didn't sleep with sinners. Jesus didn't sin. He was without sin. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet was without sin. So like Christ, the one that we follow, we should strive to be without sin the best that we can. And I realize we make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. But we need to repent and just turn to God and continue to press into him. TP Commentary uh, says this. Paul teaching includes uh, marital business and personal relationships. We never abandon our our responsibility to reach the world. But we must steer clear of relationships that will divide our loyalty to Christ. And so today I don't want to take away the responsibility that we have to reach the world. We need to do that. But we need to protect ourselves. We need to cover ourselves in prayer and all these things before we enter in to atmospheres that are not Christ-like. I remember when I went to Bible college that it was a big deal to go to Mardi Gras and witness and, and no first-year student was even allowed to go to Mardi Gras. No first-year student was allowed to go to Tigertown and minister. No first-year student was allowed to go to prison ministry until they were proven worthy to stand the testing, worthy to, to be able to overcome these temptations. So today, we should not abandon our responsibility to reach the world. It's Oakton's mission statement, Go Save, Disciple Sin, We're going to go north, south, east, and west to accomplish it. It's our responsibility to share the cure, the vaccine for sin, Jesus Christ. Mark 16, 15 says, And Jesus said, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. People need the church, the believer, you, I, more than ever right now. We need to proclaim the gospel to the world, to all creation. We need to cast out demons, come against that that demon of anxiety and fear that is gripping our nation. We need to be there for our brothers and sisters. We need to speak in new tongues, meaning being filled with the Holy Spirit, renewed, refreshed with the Holy Spirit daily so that we can be vessels to be used by God. We need to lay our hands on the sick because Jesus said they will recover. We need to step out in our faith right now more than ever because the people, they need the church now more than ever. They need you now more than ever. How can you reach out as a church? This last week, uh, the church staff has contacted over 100 people through phone calls or text messages, and you can do the same. We're just trying to encourage them, not discourage. We're just trying to speak the word, the truth, not gossip. We have great ways that we can plant into people and give them a, a, a hope and a love and a security of Jesus Christ. You guys realize that you're going to be feeding hungry families in Venezuela about this time next week. You know, in America, we think we got it tough right now. Around the world, ships won't go into ports. 
uh, of third world countries especially, and they're hungry, and some are even starving. And I was contacted by a pastor in Venezuela, and, and it took some time, but we were able to send $100 over to him immediately at his request. We were able to send another 100 to another pastor in Venezuela to accomplish the same thing. And you say, that's not a lot. Well, it's a lot of money when you don't have any money for food. You gave $1,000 to Vision Carthage, uh, to Abernathy Construction, uh, that are going to donate their time to put on a new roof and one of our people in our, our own Oakton congregation. There's lots of things that we can do during this time. We can still be the church. We're looking into Zoom meetings that, that for our life groups. And I've been in Zoom meetings at least uh, two, <clears throat> excuse me, two hours a, a month for several months now. Zoom's a great way to, to, to tap in and have our life groups and to stay connected. And we can use that for our committees and our teams for the time being. But how can the church, how can we help people? And that's what I challenge you guys, that we need to go into the world and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to come against this sin virus in Jesus' name because Jesus gave us that power and authority to do that. So my closing thoughts today, God's got this. When we make a decision for Jesus Christ, Jesus enters our life. We can walk and talk and have fellowship with God anywhere, anytime, right now. God is here. Man, I was worshiping in the service today without 400 people here. We can worship God wherever you're at. He walks with us. He talks with us. He is with us here today. John 14, 23 says, and this is Jesus talking, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and he will come to him and make our home in him. Well, obeying God's word is receiving Christ your Lord. Obeying God's word is praying and worshiping and doing things to reach out to contact to God. And when we do that, he is with us. Paul even preaches that, that, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, God's spirit that resides in us. And that's truth. First Corinthians six nineteen, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, you are not your own. Christ is in us. Christ's Holy Spirit is in us. God is in us. We can experience a move of God in our life, anytime, anywhere, any place. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. In all th these things, we are more than conquerors. This is the word of God in Romans 8. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, the coronavirus, nor things that come, nor powers, nor height, nor depths, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 37 and through 9. Guys, even judgment day. When we're before Christ at the judgment seat, and, and, and Christ is going to be separating the believers and the unbelievers. And he will place the sheep, the believers on his right and the goats on his left. When we choose Jesus, it lasts forever. Guys, everything's going to be okay. I posted last night on Facebook 
that the Lord had showed Robert Compton that, that we needed to anoint our homes with oil and just plead the blood over our congregation and plead the blood over our people, friends and our family, and really those that we don't know, even this nation. And in that picture, you can see Robert anointing the doors as a symbol and as an example for you to do the same in your life. And that blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, and this is God talking, I will pass over you and no plague will befell you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt, Exodus 12, 13. They applied the doors over their, their, or the blood over their doors in Exodus and the death angel had to pass over. When we plead the blood by accepting Jesus Christ into our life, the death angel has to pass over. When we plead the blood over our families and friends against this sickness, the enemy has to pass over us. The blood covers us today. So praise team, if you would come forward, I'm going to read a scripture. And as we did last week, the praise team is going to play a song. And as they're playing that song, I want to challenge you to respond. And if it's private, that's okay. But if you feel you can respond by writing in the comment section, again, last week we prayed over all of you that replied in the comment section. If you want to call and talk to somebody one-on-one, again, 417-682-2042. Man, make a, a step forward in Christ today. And 2 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10 says, So whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to him. For one day we will be openly revealed before Christ as his throne so that each of us will be duly repaid for our actions done in life, whether good or worthless. Do you need Christ today? Do you need the vaccine for sin? We can find that in Jesus. Write in the comment section, I want to be saved. Or call again, 417-682-2042. I want to be saved. That's the first step. And guys, that's the most important thing if you don't know him today. I keep reiterating that. Let us pray with you. We need Jesus now more than ever. To others, let's examine ourselves today. Is there known sin in my life? Is there known sin in your life that that sin virus that's trying to creep in to separate us from our Lord and Savior? Well, you can write in the comment section, I need deliverance from a known sin. We don't need to know the details. It's between you and God. But let's step out and say, Christ, forgive me. I repent of this and for allowing it to come in. Do you need deliverance or healing today? We already talked about that Jesus not only forgave us of our sins and is a cure for that, but he's also a cure for our sicknesses. By his stripes, we are healed. Today, do you need a healing? Again, write it in your comment section so that we can pray for you. How many have unspoken requests? Just write in that section, I have an unspoken request. Again, we want to pray with you. If you're still battling anxiety, and to be honest with you, I see that more in the community now than I did before. And it kind of surprised me 
because I thought over time that we would settle in. If you're battling fear and anxiety, I would challenge you to remember that when that snake come forward to, against me this last day, that I just responded by stomping on it, and it crushed it. And God reminded us that Satan sends sicknesses under Jesus' feet, and when we receive him, it makes them under our feet. We have power and authority over sin and sickness. We have power and authority over fear and anxiety. For God will not give you a spirit of fear. Remember, he won't do that to you. But he will give you the Holy Spirit. And we all need the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control during these times. Really, really at all times. Do you need the Holy Spirit today? Do you need a refreshing in the Holy Ghost today? Then I would challenge you to write in the, in the comment section, I need the Holy Ghost. So we're going to pray together here and we're going to sing. But Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, let your word convict today. And Father, let your word change our life. Lord, let us recognize the, the sin virus and how it can grip us if allowed. Father, let us realize if we're not saved today that we need to choose you. And Lord, I know there's people longing to be saved. I know there's people longing to be set free of attacks. Lord, I know there's people longing to be set free of fear and anxiety. And we speak against those now in Jesus' name. And Father, we plead the blood over them. And Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit moves upon them. And Father, most importantly, that they step out and call out to you now. And Father, then the peace that passes all understanding will come upon us, Lord. And we can walk in peace. We can walk in harmony with you no matter what's going on around us. In Jesus' name. Praise team. Let's worship and just surrender to the Lord and think about him. They're being required to go home. And it's very tough on the families and them here in America. But I'm sure their families in Spain and Poland and Albania are glad to have their children coming home, but we need to lift them in prayer. And if you'd think about them throughout the week um, and be praying for them. Uh, also, uh, remember that prayers in the comment section, the requests in the comment section, and those that called in and, and, and wanted a prayer request and to receive Christ, which just be really sensitive to the spirit this week and sensitive to how that we can be the church. And, and before we close out today, I wanted just to have Norma put up a slide that reminds you that, that church is still happening and, and, and we're still doing things and we can't do any of this without tithes and offering. And, and, and I know God's providing. We're doing pretty good, to be honest with you. But we want to challenge you to continue to give so that we can minister to people and continue to do things that called, God's called us to do so that we can continue to be the church. And we'll leave that slide up for a few more uh, minutes here, but uh, I was trying to look through the comment section, and, and I just got too many things going on. I wanted to pray and agree with you on some of these things live, but what we'll do is we'll just close in prayer, and, and, and then I'll go read them, and Jim and I and some other people will be covering the prayer request in prayer. And so again, uh, we want to be the church to you, if you want us to come and, and pray with you over your house, let us know. We'll be glad to come and do that. Uh, call the office again at 417-682-2042.
we have called around and asked people if they need any help or assistance. And, and so, again, if we don't know there's a need, we can't help it. And so, for sure, let us know of needs in the area or things in the area we can do to, again, be the church. So today, uh, again, be prayerful about this message and, and, again, realizing that there is a sin virus out there and it's responsible for everything that's evil going on in this world. And we have the cure, Jesus Christ. And we need to, to reveal him more now than ever. So thank you for joining us today. And Father, we ask that you again continue to guide and direct us, give us wisdom. And Father, show us how to be the church. And Father, show us how to give more of ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.